Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the new college graduate, Brexton Taylor. <laughs> yes, it's Just been a long time coming, boys. Very proud of him, and oh, he's finally gosh. a free man. Yeah. Ready to go make some bank. Make so. some bank, yeah, I know. I've been working on this degree you for can, far too long. <laughs> you can go in the comments and congratulate him uh, you know, for a job well done. My PayPal like. me money, anything. <laughs> my PayPal. Money. Is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're thankful that all you guys are listening today. We, um, we've got a lot of uh, interesting news today to talk about, some interesting rumors uh, that we'll be getting to, but I think we have something else. Yes, we gonna... we wanna we wanna stop for just a second here uh, before we get too much further. We do have a little special announcement here, uh, but we want to wish our good friend Joshin Birkenshaw a very very happy yes. birthday. Happy birthday, now, he Joshin! Will be a young a special young lady named Rachel, whom I believe you know, Ooh. alerted to us that uh, your birthday is this coming Monday on June the first. So we just want to wish you. A very happy birthday. In all seriousness, man, we do. Uh, we just want to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you have a yeah. good day. Um, we wouldn't normally do this for everybody. Josh yeah, is a special treatment. Not everybody yeah, gets this Josh kind of treatment. Yeah, Josh is one of the very first people uh, <laughs> who supported our podcast at the yeah. very beginning, has been here since the beginning. So, buddy, we appreciate you. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. I hope it's the best one you've had yet. Yeah, it's, exactly. So, it's, uh, we appreciate all that you have done for our podcast just in, in listening and communicating with us. And yeah. It's made us feel like. Uh, feel more legit. Than we, you know what I mean? That feel like we're actually doing something. So we really appreciate you. And how old do we know how old he's turning? I don't know how old he's turning, but well, whatever age you're turning, <laughs> congratulations. Rachel didn't tell me that part. So. But anyway, happy birthday, buddy. Hope you have yeah. a good one. Okay. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Okay, we're not gonna sing the whole song. <laughs> Just that. That's all you get. <laughs> it's the only singing you're ever gonna hear on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's jump straight into the news. <laughs> let's jump straight into the news here. Um, the first thing that we're going to talk about is Jedi Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. We talked about the reveal of this a while back. It was coming to Disney Plus. Uh, it had Ahmed Best. Yeah, uh, he was kind of like the host yeah. of it. Anyways, things have changed. So we got a trailer yesterday for this, and what's interesting is. Now there's the trailer is showing that it's coming to Star Wars Kids on YouTube yeah, that's, instead of Disney Plus. It's very bizarre. That's very, very bizarre. bizarre. So, anyways, yeah. it's going to be June third on Star Wars Kids, so that's accessible to everyone. And maybe that's the one of the reasons they yeah, want it to be, be accessible yeah. to anyone. Uh, but again, this is kind of the show is basically. It's like a kid reality well, if TV kind of If, kinda if in anybody a sense. remembers Legends of the Hidden Temple, it's exactly yeah, that, yeah. but Star Wars version. Right, I right. Mean, it's exactly So, it. anyways, Ahmed Best, he's he's back. And, uh, he's in Jedi robes. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, if you're into that, uh, or you got some kids that you think would enjoy that, I, I'm definitely going to show my kid this um, for sure. So, anyways, that's June third, Jedi Temple Challenge. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing something like that. I think that's, I don't know, I think it'd be really neat. And, and uh, I know as a kid, if I watched that, I'd be like, oh man, I, I love it so much. I want to be on the show, you know. Oh so, sure, yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure they're gonna be. I kind of want to be on the show said, now. So. Not gonna lie, I kind of want to be on the show. I saw a tweet. Somebody said like, it's like I'm watching this trailer, and dude, I could easily beat all of these kids. Bring me on the show. <laughs> So anyway, it's going to be pretty cool. Look yeah. forward to it. It is kind of odd that it's going to be on YouTube Kids instead of Disney Plus, but we'll go from there. So. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. And maybe it eventually will end up still on Disney Plus, but Probably. maybe to start out, maybe they wanted to try to get get it on YouTube. Get as many to, people interested as right, possible right. type so, thing. Yeah, makes we'll sense. Yeah. All right, so our next news story for the week is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and uh, it's ILM Labs is partnering with Lucasfilm, and they both have announced that a new virtual reality action-adventure experience called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge uh, is, is coming out. This is in production currently with Oculus Studios and will be coming out later this year. So we don't really have a defined date. Um, but I do have a quote here uh, from the article and it says, it will give players the chance to explore a new part of the Star Wars galaxy as well as live their own adventure. And the original story will include new characters but also feature ones they know and love. 
So that's pretty interesting. I know uh, the Vader series on the Oculus was a very big hit for a lot of people, but this seems a lot more approachable. Um, you know, what do you think, Andrew? I think with Galaxy's Edge being, you know, at Disney and stuff like that, it's, you know, kind yeah. of more approachable. I'm really excited about this. Uh, give me all the VR experiences <laughs> yeah. uh, I can get my hands on. Yeah. I loved Vader Immortal. Super cool what they did there. This is the same studio. Clearly, this is just like their next project, what they've went to straight after they were done with Vader Immortal. And did you just hear like an explosion or something outside? I think it's lightning. <laughs> it is currently raining where we are, so... <laughs> Okay, it was just thunder. I'm pretty sure it's thunder. Okay, it whatever. sounded very strange. But anyways, <laughs> gunshots. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. Anyways, um, so this um, this is takes place on Black Spire Outpost, which, as you know, is mm-hmm. like Galaxy's Edge at at the theme parks. Like so I'm curious, like, that, like yeah. if if yeah, I'm curious if we're going to see uh, like the park like kind the, of yeah, like, like if you kind of walk through the park for those that can't actually I, go to the park. It would make but sense. I, but it also talks about being like in new locations and on the edge of, of uh, or wait, what it, what does it say? It says it in a certain way. Let's see if I can. By extending the lore around Black Spire Outpost, it represents, no, that's not what I was looking for. Well, why are you looking know. for it? I want to say this. I'll say this. I guarantee you, and this is just my opinion. I don't know this for a fact. I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. What you see in the park will be like the home base that you can be at, but mm-hmm. you're going to go to different places with the story. I guarantee you that's what it's going to be like. Um, they have not confirmed that, but I mean, it just makes sense to me because there's yeah. going to be a lot of people, as you just mentioned. This is what I was looking for. It is set on the outskirts of Black Spire Outpost. Hmm, so yeah, that makes me feel like a lot of this might be not necessarily in the the park, like where all of the, the shops and stuff are, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't get to, to see it at least, I, you know. I would okay. So I mean, I I'm I'm very convinced, just in my mind, that you can go there. So a, either a, it's going to be part of like that's the home base, but you go to other places with the story, or b, you don't. And that's not you know that's not part of the story, but you can just go there as a secondary option right. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to yeah. play the game, you just want to go to the Black Spire Outpost. You probably yeah. can do that. Now so. this this story is taking place in between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker, and we already have multiple novels mm-hmm. that took place on Batu in between those movies. So right. it I I think this will have to kind of intertwine with all of those other stories. Sure. And so um I think that could also end up being really cool. Uh some of those characters that are in the novels that take place there are inter- very interesting characters. Yeah. And it would be cool to see them uh, overlap into this yeah and then um, any 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 new entry into a virtual reality star wars universe you know experience that to me is awesome i mean i still haven't even played <laughs> vader, vader immortal yeah. um I, I do plan on getting an oculus quest here here in the next you know few months hopefully oh please do uh, i really want to get one that'd be um, fun but anyway with that being said it's gonna be really cool um, I'm excited and hopefully like I said, by the time I, this comes out, we can, we yeah. Can and it so. says later this year, we don't have a release date as of now. Um, but I would say probably fall and yeah. most likely probably around the same time as Vader immortal. Yeah. Released. Probably. And, yeah. And then, um, I'm going to go ahead and assume this will be episodes the same yeah, as, as Vader yeah. immortal was. Um, so it makes anyways, sense to be, that be way, on the so. lookout for that. I think it's going to be really good, but let's yeah. jump into our next story. Um, our next story here is one that is very, very sad, and at least for me, <laughs> it, it really, for most people, really, imagine, really so. broke my heart. I'm sure a lot <laughs> of you who uh, uh, are into Star Wars have already heard about this, but the Star Wars: The High Republic has been delayed, Ooh. and um, you know, because of current events. Uh, they just they decided it was best to move into 2021. Yeah, and I I understand that decision. Uh, of course, this being a new a new era in Star Wars, they want this to be as big and right. and fantastic as possible. And if and if you know, 50 percent of your people can't even get to a bookstore to <laughs> right. to buy a buy this yeah. book when it comes out that's going to be a problem for their launch. And there's plenty of people who don't want a digital copy. Exactly. You know what I'm so it yeah. does isolate that. that well, yeah, well I people, mean, you know? even me, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I read books digitally as well, but like when it comes to star Wars books, I get the physical copies. I like to read them that way. And I like to put them on my shelf, yeah. you know, line them up in chronological order. Yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, uh, I, I'm one of those people that want it, and you know, so I I understand why they are going to hold off. But let's talk about the new dates that we're going to get here. So, um, Star Wars: The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, which is the adult novel yeah, it's like by the entry Charles Soule, uh, that will be January fifth, twenty twenty one. Now, yeah, and. Um, Star Wars The High Republic, A Test of Courage. That's Justina Ireland's middle grade novel that actually comes out the same day, January 5th, 2021. Oh, really? That's interesting. And then the young adult novel by Claudia Gray, which Claudia Gray is the master Star Wars writer. <laughs> right. um, that's Star Wars The High Republic, Into the Dark, and it will be released on February 2nd, 2021. Yeah. And then as far as the um, Marvel comics and the IDW comics go... Uh, they have not announced a new date for those yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm sure it will be around the same time. Yeah, probably around the same area. Yeah, it just it is. I understand, you know, it, it, that you got to do what you got to do with delays and things of that nature. And and you know, I understand since it's such a new installment, so different. They do want to make sure that it's, you know, the best conditions possible. It, yeah. it is. It is stink, but you know, you understand it. So yeah, and the and the thing with with the higher public is it's a whole new era. And so, like, its success, if we're going to continue to see stories out of this, we have, it's going to have to, like, make money and, oh, yeah. and be popular. And, yeah, for sure. And, people, and, you know, like, have people excited about and talking about it. And so, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it doesn't make me happy, and I'm very <laughs> right. sad about it, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But there is some good news there to go along with news. that. So, yes. if you want to... Referring to uh, the book side of things here, uh, the the highly anticipated Thrawn Ascendancy uh, was pushed up, surprisingly, yeah. uh, for one of the first times in history, uh, from October 6th to September 1st. Yeah. So this book that everyone's been looking forward to actually is being pushed up, and we're going to get it sooner than yeah. we expected. So, Drew, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think this is totally because of The High Republic. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Because as we know, the High Republic novel, uh, the the adult novel, was going to be re released in August. So now that it's not, they're like, okay, well, we can push this one up a little bit. Um, and so that's great news. This is the first in another Thrawn trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this one's called Chaos Rising. Um, I I don't really know what to expect with this book yet. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very interesting because it's a prequel to everything we've seen with Thrawn so far. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to take place... It's almost taking place in 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 its own little era because it's yeah. it's going to be away from the known galaxy and, uh, and I assume it will be even before The Phantom Menace. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's yeah, be that is going to be book. very interesting to see the, the progression of the timeline. Um, I, I, I haven't gotten into Thrawn as much as everybody else has, and I, I do plan on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know he's a very, very interesting character and in how his time span span, you know, spans pretty, pretty wide, pretty, pretty wide, wide birth yeah. there. So. so it'll be interesting to see what, um, Timothy Zahn brings to the table there. Yeah. And he's course, a master writer. He's another too, master. You know? <laughs> he's been one of the masters of Star Wars writing oh, yeah. since, uh, since the beginning. So for sure, um, whatever it is, I'm sure it will be good. Exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our rumors. Um, so, Andrew, do you want to go ahead and lay us off on our first rumor here? Yeah, so our first rumor is um, some more about our Star Wars animated shows. So, as a while back, we talked about uh, Rebels having a possible sequel. Now, we've heard that that could be animated. We've also heard that it might be live action. But let's go ahead and say that it's animated for the moment and that it's going to have the, the art style of Clone Wars, which we've also have heard rumors of. Um, but in addition to that, we're now hearing, and this is um, from Corey Van Dyke of Kessel Run Transmissions. Um, he has heard that uh, there's another Star Wars animated series in the works that will have CG style animation. And then there's another one in the works that has 2D animation. Hmm. So that's three Star Wars animated shows <laughs> in the works right now, if true. If true, right. Um, yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on at once. I mean, but hey, I, I'll take it. You know, I'll take whatever whatever we can get, you know, uh, yeah. from Star Wars. And, and I, I, it doesn't surprise me if that is true because although that seems like a lot, 
um, there is a lot of teams that could be working on it. Um, and secondarily, we have two more years until we hear, any, you know, or not here, but until yeah. we get a movie. Um, so I know that they're going to be wanting to try to fill that void as much right. as possible. So And you have to think, and I, 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 I can't speak to this for sure, but I know that we have the, the Clone Wars animation team, right? And then we have the animation team that did... Um, that did resistance. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're all the same people. Now, some of those people may overlap, overlap in between, yeah, in, in between both projects, but yeah. I, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that large portions of those teams are different. Yeah. And so that would make sense that they're both working on a CG on CG projects. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then as far as the, the 2d animation goes, well, we've already seen some 2d animation as far as like, uh, the um oh i'm not gonna remember what it's called <laughs> it's on youtube uh for ki- on youtube kids actually there's I, a couple of different I know what you're talking about top of my head but um well forces of destiny is one of them oh okay forces yeah. of destiny yeah. and then there's also another one that i can't remember what they call it but it's like almost anime style mm-hmm. and they're real short they're only like a couple minutes long oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know what it's called but i know what you're talking so about. anyways there's there's both of those and so i could see that team doing something else right um and so that would have that would line up for three different shows in the works right exactly yeah so yeah a lot of cool things coming if, if true of course we don't yeah. know that's true but uh, i'm sure that we're probably if they are within the next couple of months i'm sure we're gonna be hearing some stuff about that um especially yeah. around the time in which we'd be going to celebration if, if 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 it does or does not happen well and the rumors the rumors always were that uh this rebels sequel would would take place would would come out in the fall yeah so well, yeah and that's what we talked about before now obviously we haven't heard anything about it, so I don't think right. that's very credible at this point. But yeah, I mean, none of this is technically none of this is credible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> this you is know. all rumors. We have nothing. We have yet. We don't have any. Yeah, here. nothing to substantiate. It. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> but that's why we're in the rumors section. Exactly. And we can yeah, just we talk, can talk and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, well, like I said, if, if this is true, in the next you know upcoming months, we'll probably hear some more about that. But. Let's move on to uh, another rumor. It's actually a pretty cool, exciting rumor. But um, there is uh, there is rumors that a new Star Wars game will reportedly be revealed next week. And uh, we've been talking a lot about Project Maverick. And this is something that we've kind of been rumoring as a, a new uh, Rogue Squadron type game where you it's like a... Uh, ship-based, you know, dogfight-type style game only, where you only fly ships in space and types of that, you know. So we've been we've been rumoring that, uh, you know, we're going to be possibly hearing um, about Project Maverick more next week. So there's a quote from uh, ComicBook.com that says a new Star Wars game will reportedly be revealed next week. More specifically, EA's motives were previously leaked Star Wars Project Maverick will be revealed sometime very soon, presumably during the PS5 reveal event, which is reportedly going down on June 3rd. The news reports come way... I'm sorry. The news report comes way of known Star Wars insider and Cinelix... Well, I don't know what that even says. Jordan Mason, uh, who unfortunately doesn't reveal any further salient details about the alleged reveal. So, Drew, what's your thoughts uh, on that? So... So I, I totally think something we're getting an announcement very soon. And yeah. because before this article came out, before I even saw this article, I noticed that um, EA um, Montreal had made a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. And they they just made it like t- yesterday or the day before that and, and just posted like a, hey, we're, you know, this studio and we just want mm-hmm. you guys to get to know us, blah, blah, blah. And so I heard, I heard you wrote that down in my notes. Like, yeah. we're going to have to talk about this. Well, because look, look at an Inspector Clouseau over here doing some I know, sleuthing. I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to <laughs> pat myself yeah. on the back here. So, so anyways, and then this article yeah. comes, which they don't, they don't talk about the fact that they've started a, a Twitter account in this article, but it's talking about the fact that they've heard that they're about to announce this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I totally think the game is going to be announced soon. What yeah. I don't know is if it's going to be, um, I don't know that it's going to be a part of the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 lineup, uh, lineup yeah. or not. I think it would make total sense if it is. Yeah. But I do want to also, this article talks about uh, the PlayStation 5 reveal event going down on June 3rd. That is not true. The PlayStation um, 5 
reveal event is on June 4th. Wow, comicbook.com, so. <laughs> you liars. <laughs> June 4th. Um, on, so that's a Thursday. And that, uh, let me see what time that's going to be at for all of you guys. If you just want to check in on it to make sure, if you want to see if it does get revealed. Hold on. June 4th at, um, it would be 1 p.m. Pacific, so that's uh, 4 o'clock our time. Yeah. So, yeah, Eastern, keep your, keep your eyes and ears out up on that. Uh, we're going to be hearing about something, whether it's Project Maverick or not. I highly expect to be hearing about something. Yeah, so Project so. Maverick, we'll be hearing about it soon. May not be at the PlayStation 5, right? but it may be there, so... Yeah. Keep your eye out for that. So next, uh, we got a rumor that we can give the Andrew here, but I know he's kind of excited about this. So go ahead and lease off of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes. This, <laughs> yes. Uh, this, so this first part of it is not a rumor. This is something right. that's happening. It's coming out. Um, that would be that Darth Revan and Darth Malak from Knights of the Old Republic are getting Funko Pops. Whoa. Yes. That's I've wanted crazy. this for so long. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I have quite a few Funko Pops. I've not bought any for a while, but I I already have quite a few of them. <laughs> and um and so I will definitely be getting the Darth Revan one. <laughs> right. Um but the reason why we put this in rumors is because it's just interesting that we're getting this. Right. And we just kind of wonder what could this possibly mean? Well, and it makes you think why does Disney allow Funko Pop production of a Legends character? You right. know, we don't see a whole lot of that, and not very, very much at all. It's obviously, namely, you know, these new canon. Which characters. you know, technically, Revan is technically canon, yes, but, but but the appearance and stuff that we're getting here is is totally the legends, like Revan. exactly. I mean, yeah. it's it's based off of the video game and what they've um, shown since then, and then uh, and then Malik really surprises me. Yeah, because Malik, I don't even know if Malik is canon right now uh i don't know i'm pretty sure i don't know that he i mean we've gotten because revan only just uh became canon yeah let me think here no Uh, i don't know i mean i I don't know that he is i don't believe he is i don't know that we had any reference of Malik in canon so so for now, he's completely a Legends character, and we're getting a Funko so Pop how of him. Get, so, so I guess the rumor part of this is that, you know, what is uh, this alluding to? Is it just completely coincidental? They just wanted it? Or, like, is this meaning that there's going to be something more in the future? So I, there's two ways to look at it. One way is they're highly beloved characters in the Star Wars universe. Right. People have been asking to get Funko Pops of them for a long time. So... It could just be a coincidence, and they're just trying to please fans. They know it'll buy people, will buy them, right? Etc. Yeah. Or it could be alluding to something that's in the works. And that's what I like to believe. <laughs> and, and, and we like to believe that just because we want that silver bullet. Right, exactly. um, though I will. So it could just be kind of trying to get talk going, you know, get the, but. But at the same time, like does Funko Pop truly like in the know? Like I don't really, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like yeah. I, don't, I mean they're really giving this random I don't, toy company, uh, right? Inside, I don't think you know? Star Wars is necessarily telling them anything. But here's where Star Wars could be saying, "Hey, we want you to make a Revan and Malik Funko Pop for us." Yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's all they have to say. Yeah, but it could te- technically still mean more on the Star Wars side of things. Exactly. So yeah. it's just something to to. Uh, Look out for, for sure. even if it yeah. doesn't mean anything at all. I'm still gonna have a Revan Funko Pop. So <laughs> that's I'm all happy. that really matters. Yeah, exactly. It will be in my room. And my wife will not like it, but it will. I'll it's going on my bed. Bow to it every morning and evening, three <laughs> times a day. Bow you know? to it. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead. You just see me at the kitchen table, and I'm eating cereal, and, <laughs> and Revan sitting next to me with his own cup of coffee and cereal. <laughs> Is in your chair in the background? Can I please sit at the table? That's no, a, that is Revan's it's chair. Revan's we talked chair. about this. We talked about. Oh my! Oh yeah. So okay. before you get in trouble, let's go ahead and move on to uh, releases. So Drew, you got anything for us this week? Yeah. So in releases, uh, we have the next episode of Disney Gallery: The Mandalorian will be on Friday, and then uh, we also have a book release. Wow. And the book release will be on Tuesday, and that is Star Wars Queen's Peril. 
Yeah. So uh, you have more to say about that later. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll actually be giving a a short non-spoiler review of yeah, that yeah. as our main topic today, and we'll be getting to that in a little bit. Uh, no comics right now, still. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that's it's going to be just kind of slow for a while, but that's the only thing we have in releases. Yeah. So. All right, let's go ahead then uh, to our Q and A. So as we know, as you guys know, uh, we post a Q and A forum every week where we ask you guys uh, to bring us questions, topics, and more. Um, as you guys, like I said, also may know that we typically try to do three questions, topics, and suggestions a week. Uh, if ever more, we put them into a queue. But um, we have so many, <laughs> and, a, and this is a good thing. But we have so many piling up. We have like twenty questions. Um, so we are going to do six of them today. Um, and we're probably not going to make a post next week and do like six of them then because we have so many, but that's a good thing. We love to hear it. We love you guys' questions. We love getting all of them. It's, it's so fun. So yeah. So, so if we move through these a little quick today, forgive us. Um, if there's not the super in-depth answer you're expecting or wanting, uh, forgive us, but we're going to, you know, cause we have so many questions, but um, let's go off uh, on our first one. So this free week's first question comes from Stuart Soprano, and he asks, will Ryan Reynolds ever become a Jedi? <laughs> Honestly, Stuart, I'm just going to have to say no on that one. <laughs> I mean, is it is it possible? Like, in some way, sure. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think, I think Andrew made a good point before, uh, our podcast today and essentially said, you know, he's so ingrained as uh, Deadpool that yeah. I don't, I couldn't imagine Disney bringing him over as a Jedi. Well, yeah. See, you know, with Star Wars, they, they often use character or actors we don't know or recognize next thing I was gonna say, to yeah. kind of keep us in, in the world, in the, in the Star Wars universe. Exactly. Keep it, um, and so when you get a face like Ryan Reynolds, which everyone knows, he's very, very popular. Oh, he, yeah. um, he is now completely known as Deadpool, no matter what he's in. And he's he still... a very specific character type, you know? Right. Um, to throw him into Star Wars is just, I don't, I don't <laughs> think <laughs> no, no, it no. really would work very well. I know for me, yeah. like I would, yeah. I would, it would take me out of it if I e- saw exactly. him. Exactly. And, too. um, and so, you know, I mean, they did do Samuel Jackson, <laughs> which you could, you could argue yeah. is the kind of the same kind of does the same thing maybe, maybe. Um, but you know uh george lucas is no longer <laughs> making the decisions well, and so. plus this was back in the early 2000s with right. the prequels and they have their own set of of misgivings you know so right <laughs> so. so i'm i have to agree with you braxton i i don't believe that this uh is going to happen now yeah. like 30 years down the road I mean, he might then. Might be dead but I'm saying then, right <laughs> now, as he's already so con- he's connected to Disney now as Deadpool. Yeah. Because um, I mean, they own the rights to that now. To Marvel and, and all that. Yeah. And there's they're saying there's something in the works as far as another movie goes. So I I, I would don't be very think surprised that that I'd be very surprised. I would if be something came out incredibly <laughs> shocked. <laughs> so yeah, if he turns out to be a Jedi, L- let's movie. answer the question like this: Is it impossible? No, but if it happened, I would be very, very, if, very surprised. If it was ever to happen, it'd be like a very short cameo, and he's yeah. like in the background or something. Yeah, I don't think or, it'd be like a mean? main role like, or anything. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. So, okay. So anyway, Stuart, hopefully that answers your question. Um, uh, our second question actually comes from the 757 Hustle Show. Um, we we, we uh, got to talk to them. I did at least a little bit on, on our big uh, stream day for May the 4th. So anyway, they, they we liked each other on, on Facebook and stuff, and they've been interacting with each other uh, over the time. Anyway, so they actually sent in several questions. So... Um, we're going to kind of do like a, since we, they sent like five questions, so we're going to do like a lightning round to kind of just bounce back and forth between you and I on these questions <clears> real yeah. quick, just so we keep it, you know, fair for everybody else too. But 757 Hustle Show says, do you prefer Legends or Disney canon? Andrew, go ahead. I'm going to go Legends. I'm going to Legends too for many reasons, but uh, if you want us to ever expand on that, well, on these answers, we will. But uh, for now, we're just going to give a short answer. I'm going to say one little thing to add on to it, though. The only thing I'm going to add on is that uh, Disney canon is growing still. It has a long way to go before it ever reaches the span of legends yeah um so i'm not saying anything necessarily bad against disney canon but yeah but we just we grew up with legends we, we it was a, a huge established right, lore right. so anyway that's why we prefer it 
All right, second one. Which legend storylines would you like to see brought over, if any? So go ahead. Well, Knights of the Republic. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> I think that's both of our answers again. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Knights of the Republic. I mean, that's pretty pretty obvious. I mean, that's the only thing that hasn't been touched on, or wouldn't yeah. really even interfere with lore. You know, what I'm right? Saying? And and a lot of the other ones that I would say. Uh, can no longer happen a (laughs) lot of them take place after the movies and now all of that has been changed due to the the uh, sequel trilogy well a lot of of my big favorites of the legend stories was of course like post episode six where we get luke and mara jade and and so on and so forth and we we couldn't have that even if we wanted obviously with like jedi uh uh, jedi knight like outcast or whatever or i can't remember what it's called anyway but kyle guitar and all that like that couldn't even hardly be in there either so nice the republic is probably the best easiest answer for both of us agreed Number three, who would you like to see in Mandalorian? Um, I mean, there's a lot. We've kind of talked about that a little bit last episode, the episode before that. I just like to see Boba Fett was a huge one. I'd like to see, um, and if we could, of course, Soka and Rex too. So, yep, I'm in agreement. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, have you heard of the BBC radio dramas of the original trilogy? Tons of extra dialogue and scenes included. So personally, I've heard of it. I have not personally. Same. I've heard of it. Never listened to it. Honestly, I probably never will. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I, not real big on audio books or anything. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't. I have to read it myself, or I don't retain any of it. Also, so. though, I don't think that those are like canon. So, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it'd be cool to listen to, but I don't know that if there is extra dialogue, there is extra, extra scenes, things. So right? It's not yeah. even a canon anymore. So, I, I have heard of it. I don't think I, I will listen to it though. Just personal opinion. Last but not least, are Wookiees all skinny looking if the fur was shaved off? So this is precedented in Solo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let, I'll just give you my take, and Andrew, I can bounce over to you. My okay. take is this. A, would they look obviously skinnier? Yes. Mm-hmm. B, do they look as skinny as they did in Solo? Probably not, because those are malnourished Wookiees enslaved on that right, planet for right, slavery, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think, I think Wookiees are pretty... Uh, muscular i think they're mm-hmm. pretty bulky even yeah. without fur and and yeah the ones that we see in solo are malnourished and and not you know they're not they're in bad shape yeah so i don't think those really count yeah um, i don't think it's a good precedent to set for all wikis <laughs> exactly no i think they're i think they're kind of like uh i think they're kind of built like you know like gorillas or how you know, yeah. gorillas got fur but they're they're just they're pretty big jacked. anyways <laughs> yeah. i think that's i think that's how wikis are yeah. So, all right. So that ends up. So the 757 Hush Show, we appreciate your guys' questions. Um, so we're going to move on, though. Our third question comes from Kristen Perry, and she asks, what are the requirements to be a, or could be considered a great Jedi? Do you think it's possible that we could get a great Jedi story? So I know we've alluded to this a couple times on our podcast before, but honestly, to be a great Jedi, you know, there's not any set solid precedent as to what we, you know, uh, in, in canon anymore, but yep. to be a great je- great Jedi is obviously balancing the light and the darkness, and kind of getting your outside of the bounds of of either one, right? Not following any tenet or dogma of the Sith or the Jedi, you know. Right, and like we've said before, the closest the closest thing to a great Jedi we ha- we have in canon that that comes to my mind is like Quinlan Vos, mm-hmm. someone that that kind of treaded very closely to the dark sometimes, right. Yeah. I was never really a big follower of all of the the Jedi teachings on the light side. So. Yeah, and she says, "Is it possible that we could get a great Jedi story?" I would say it's possible, but at the same time, with Disney, they're very they like to push the the Jedi versus Sith type thing even more so than right. We've seen. Um, I think the stories are possible, but they're not going to call it great Jedi. Yeah, they wouldn't call it that. They for sure. yeah the whole the whole great Jedi thing is is pretty much been a a fan created oh yeah idea yeah it's not really something star wars i think has, they've ever wanted wanted or wanted to be called gray jedi yeah and um so i don't believe that we'll ever see that being called anywhere being called gray jedi yeah um so, if, so. even if they do have incarnations of gray jedi uh in persona it would never be necessarily called a gray jedi so right and and again I, 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 it's amazing how many times I bring up this novel, but in like Dark Disciple with mm-hmm. Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress mm-hmm. is very much the closest thing to that story. If, if Christian, if that's kind of like what you're looking for, like that's, yeah. that's the novel. Be to something to check out for sure. Yeah. Okay. So our fourth question, and it's actually more of a topic become, but it comes from Frey Bo Sarvinsky, um, who says, 
review the empire striketh back it is esb and shakespearean text so i've seen this multiple times i know exactly what it is i frankly have never read it before um but but if that's yeah. something you guys want to see or hear whatever we, should, well, we will you and know? so it's actually an entire series yeah they, they yeah, do yeah. all the movies um and i think the rise of skywalker one is going to come out here not too long from now i don't believe it's been released yet uh so I mean, there's a lot of them, and I've never read any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't, to be honest, I hadn't planned to read any of them. Mm-hmm. But again, like, if it's something you guys want us to do, uh, we'll do it. Maybe I mean, maybe we can do, on the podcast, I can bring my old English accent in, and I can yeah, read you, you can read it. There you go. Yeah. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, that's what you want. Yeah, you go. You know, it kind of flashed me back to my, like, middle school, high school, like, English literature days yeah, where right. I had to, like, read Shakespeare all the time, you uh-huh. know? So, yeah. I mean, if you if you had to read it, it might as well be Star Wars. Full right? sooth. <laughs> Thy lightsaber will come. Anyway, all right. I was like more like the Beatles or something. Anyway, um, Beatles. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we have not read it, but if you guys really want us to, to review that or, or to hear us read about read out on on the podcast, we can. Um, so our fifth question comes from Alex Mason, who says, uh, completely just a thought provoking question of what if. What do you think of the changes of uh, Anakin's destiny if Obi-Wan is the one who died and Qui-Gon trained Anakin? Is it possible that Anakin could have brought balance to the Force from the light side, or would he have been destined to the dark side? So, let's go ahead and just say, like, we we kind of talked on this, touched on this a little bit, um, I think last episode, but, you know, or, I don't remember which one it was, it's the last one before that, where we were talking about and reviewing um dave filoni's comments on the second episode of the uh mandalorian behind the scenes series on disney plus essentially uh filoni alludes to and pretty much confirms that like if if uh qui-gon was alive and trained anakin anakin would have stayed with the light because he would have had that firm structure and father figure that obi-wan couldn't give him um now would he have been able to bring balance to the light side uh I'm sorry. Could he bring balance to the force from the light side? I would still say yes, because as we've confirmed in the previous episodes, balancing the light and the dark side is actually not one Jedi, one Sith. It's actually basically all light side users because anytime there is a Sith or a dark side user, it, it, that is bringing disbalance to the flow of the force. So when there's no Sith, no, no dark side that actually is balanced to the force. So yeah, um, I, so I've been thinking about this a little more since we talked about about it last week. Um, and I started to wonder if if we if Qui-Gon survived and made it to the events of the Clone Wars, I don't know that Qui-Gon would have stayed with the Jedi. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just like we see Ahsoka leave I think Qui-Gon would have left even before Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he could have agreed with the way they handled things, the way they done things. I really don't know that he could have could have stayed. That, and that's a good point. Something I, I, I've kind of roughly thought about as well because he's already on the edge in Phantom Menace. Right. right? He already doesn't agree with them. He right. already doesn't. I mean, we can read in Master and Apprentice from yeah. Claudia Gray. There's just this struggle between him and Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan wants to follow the rules hardcore, yeah. thinks that the council is the end-all, be-all. But, but even o- or Qui-Gon like, is like, no, they're just people, right? They're not the Force. They're not these gods. They're, mm-hmm. they're people who can be corrupt. And, so, yeah, I mean, as we see, you know, uh, as, they, as the Jedi become more and more dogmatic, as they become more and more warriors rather than peacekeepers, I yeah. do think, I definitely, not, now that you bring it up, I do think that uh, we would probably see Qui-Gon Yeah, and the, so if he did leave, what would have happened with Anakin? Yeah, Would Anakin had left? Would Anakin have stayed? Um, you know, it, it, there's so, so many things would change if it was, if, if Qui-Gon survived and Obi-Wan died. Mm-hmm. so many things would change it's kind of hard to really try to figure out like where things would have went but i think one of the biggest things for me is that i don't know that qui-gon would have stayed with the jedi mm-hmm. and so then let's say anakin stays with the jedi then would anakin just fell 
he would have still fell probably right into the trap of uh, maybe even more so. Maybe. Because at that point, he doesn't have a brother or a father. He. But see, the way I look at it is this, a little bit different, is that like Anakin was already in turmoil in his mind, right? And when you don't have that father figure to rein you in and teach you the core tenets and structures, it, as we see, he 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 just follows whatever his heart desires. Okay. So my, my point is, is that if Qui-Gon did train him up and give him that father figure, even if he left or even if he died, he still has those teachings. That's a good point. Good point. So so like you're saying, he would have already kind of gained the teaching and he would have been more grounded. Needed. That's a very good point. But my thing is, how long would it have been before Qui-Gon would have left? Yeah, but that's and, that's the question, I think. Yeah. And, but then at the same time, you know, Qui-Gon maybe would have stayed and and felt like he had a duty to protect and to, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, I mean, I think Qui-Gon was a hero and I don't think he would have sat by and did nothing. Right. But it could have been in the same way of Ahsoka where he couldn't stay with the council, but then he's kind of doing things on the side type deal. I yeah. think it would have, I mean, probably could have like been very similar happened, to but, that. I would imagine. But you know what? We'll never know. <laughs> we will never know. <laughs> because but, he did. <laughs> but he did. Yeah. So, uh, but, but to answer your question on, on the more broad side, you know, I think it was confirmed by Filoni that, that Anakin, you know, probably, you know, excluding the, the, the theory that he would have left the order, Anakin yeah. would have stayed with the light side if he would have had Qui-Gon as a master. If he would have had Qui-Gon so. as a master, yeah. So our sixth and final... And if Dave Filoni says it, then we yeah, just have to believe it. Yeah, if Dave Filoni says it, we accept it as truth. <laughs> so that's not even rumors. So. <laughs> he is the he is the apprentice to the master, George Lucas. I don't appreciate the shade towards Obi-Wan, but that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. But anyway... <laughs> So, our sixth and final question comes from David Gill, who says, what Dave. is your favorite Dave. score from the Skywalker Saga? John Williams is unreal. My little baby buddha, Davy Bill. You say that every time? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I think we already know what, what we're going to say, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. right. I'm trying to think of something stupid to say. I can't think of it. Do the fates. I mean, like, I'm trying to think Duel of something fates, dumb, yeah. but I, like... There's nothing. It's always had a special place in our hearts. Uh, Um, I mean, you just can't. I mean, there is obviously there's some like like the dual. What's it called? The track where Luke is looking over like the sunset. The the actual track is called like Dual Sunset or something along those lines or something. I don't remember. But there's some really good ones out there. But but you really just can't beat Duel of the Fates. You just can't. I mean, with with what's going on in that moment, coupled with this epic score i mean it's just it it the score itself mixed with the emotions behind it you just can't beat it so i think that's that's pretty much the yeah i on it. i love i i love all of them they all have special meaning they all mean yeah every, um, every song so has much. something to me yeah yeah oh i'm and, binary sunset is what i'm thinking of that's what anyway but but <clears throat> yeah for me i mean Duel of the Fates was just a really special one, especially because it's kind of like what the one, the big one when we were growing up with Star Wars, you know, kind of. Yeah. So like for sure. But, you know, of course, just like even uh, just like the main title and Princess Leia's theme and you know, all <laughs> right. that stuff. Yeah. Um, or even the one, you know, what we are, what we start out out with on our on our podcast is. Yeah, it's it's all um they're all so special in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think every one of them, like you said, I mean, we, we kind of already explained it, but every one of them holds some kind of, of, of special piece of our, of our heart, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the Force theme is just so fantastic yeah, and it's so theme. mystical. That was what, what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, the Force theme is so good. I mean, I love the, the, the March of the Droids or the March of the Battle Droids or whatever that you see here in yeah. Phantom Menace. Such well, a great and one. I mean, the Imperial March. Imperial know? March. I mean, it's so just, iconic, you know? Yeah. I think, I do think with, like, Imperial March and with the Star Wars main theme. I think they're so iconic that mm-hmm. you just see them for what they are as the, the icons of the you know, right, rather right. than just the pieces of music right. as they are. But um, but if I were to give you a one and two, it'd probably be Duel of Fates and the Force theme are probably my... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it for me too. But, that or Binary Sunset for me, so... Anyway, but so that hopefully that answers your question. So that concludes our Q&A segment for the week. We do thank everybody so very much for asking questions. Like, so we're probably not going to have one uh, a forum next week because we still have <laughs> a ton of questions. Um, <laughs> but just uh, keep on. Yeah, but we thank you guys keep on, keep on. for asking those questions. We love yeah. them. It truly makes the podcast infinitely better. Um, Absolutely, it would be it would be ten times more boring if we didn't have this question. <laughs> right. 
I know. It would just be us two talking the entire time. Be us rambling, trying to figure out something to say. So anyway, they're very important. We love having them. Continue to ask them, ask away. And it challenges us to become better Star Wars fans, you know, and research. Well, it tests us to make sure we know our knowledge or not. So you guys keep pushing us. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, we're going to move on to our main topic for the day. And um, our main topic today is a non-spoiler review of Queen's Peril. This is a young adult novel that is being released on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, Disney Publishing, we have to say thank you to Disney Publishing for allowing us to well, have an early review copy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I'll take the, take just a second to explain what, like the brevity. Like, like I think we're just kind of brushing over this because we had our own moment. Like, oh, this yeah. is so awesome. But explain to the, the folks at home yeah. how cool this really is. Yeah, so we... So I started to kind of like look into the um, early review uh, process and things, and I discovered uh, a way to kind of submit our our podcast. I had to like write a bio about us and show a couple different proof that we have followers and all that stuff. <laughs> and um, and so, anyways, Disney Publishing came back and approved us to do it, which is a big deal because yeah. um, they they specifically say very boldly that it is for um press only press so only. the fact that we are considered press is a very big deal yeah, to me and braxton it's, it's yeah. uh it's kind of mind-blowing that we're being considered a part of that group yeah absolutely. and so and the only reason that we can be a part of that group is thanks to you guys and thanks to you. yeah and that's what i was going to get yeah. to it it's so awesome but at the end of the day this is because you guys continually listen right. continually follow and ask questions and do all the things that you guys do so right we want to say we want to you know dedicate this review to you guys <laughs> because truly i mean because you guys listen to us we're able yeah. to do this and uh so we want to do these reviews get get better do more right. things for you guys too so. yeah and because had they not seen had they gone like onto our webs our, our our podcast and our facebook and stuff and seen there was no interaction <laughs> right. no one no one following us no one talking to us they probably wouldn't have done it exactly yeah. it's only because they've seen that people are talking to us that we have a following exactly. that we were able to do this so a huge thank you to you guys and also just a little plug uh continue um yeah, interacting with us and following yeah. us. If you guys ha- are listening and haven't liked our Facebook and Twitter pages yet, please yeah. do so. Also, if you guys listen consistently and you just don't really say much on the Q and A and you don't say, you know, because you're just like, I don't, you know, I just like to listen. Please, we encourage you to do so. It helps us. It's going to help yeah. you guys in the future. Right. Uh, we get more cool stuff cap- happen. So plus, we just want to know who our faithful listeners are. Yeah, like, we'd love to hear. You know, from if you guys, there's some of you so. guys that listen every week but have not ever like commented, <laughs> right. go ahead and do it. Just we want to know who you are. Just say hi. I mean, yeah. you don't got to do anything. Right. Just like, hey, we listen to you guys for a while. You know. Yeah. We, we appreciate that. We love you guys. So continue listening. So yeah. let's get into the review. So I had an unfortunate issue here. Um, it, since it's tied to one account, um, Andrew took the easy way and took the Nook uh, download, and I couldn't use it. <laughs> so I had to go through this crazy <laughs> long... Kindle. Or whatever. Okay, Kindle. Kindle. Um, <laughs> I had to go through this crazy long like Adobe DRM download and download this weird like crazy code. And I, Long story short, I told you how to do it. It didn't work. Okay, I did how you did it. It didn't work, and I had to go through many different things and finally got it. And actually, even all the ways that they told me to do it didn't do it. I had to find my own way. Long story short, he had this book longer than I did. Long story short, he finished the book, and I'm all about only halfway through. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give my current thoughts uh, as someone who hasn't finished the book, non spoiler, of course. Um, And then I'm gonna kind of try to do maybe like a little bit of a interview style with Andrew. Granted. Just for everyone, if if you want absolutely nothing, if you want to don't want to know anything about this book, then now's the yeah. time to go. Because we're not going to spoil. We're but. not going to spoil necessarily the story, but we are still talking about the book, so mm-hmm. you will learn some things about this right. about about it. So, right. just to let you know. Okay, so to start off with my thoughts, because as someone who hasn't completely finished it, but I'm probably about halfway through, if I'm not mistaken. Um, first of all, I, I was coming into this as a YA novel as just like, uh, you know, it's a YA novel. I read a couple of Star Wars YAs and it was just like, you know, the writing was, you know, not great and it was kind of cheesy, but I will say with Queen's Peril with EK Johnston, she's done a fantastic job with getting easy to understand, but mature writing. Yeah. And that's a great combo. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's, you know, you don't read it. There's not complex thoughts and big words and stuff. So it's easy to understand and follow, but yet it's, it's mature on how she communicates. 
And I think that's yeah. a huge thing um, for me, especially. Um, you know, I also like that they brought in a lot of familiar characters. I'm obviously not all the way through, but there is some some familiar characters that we run into, um, and she does those characters very well. Yeah. Um, there's some certain phrases certain uh, characters say. Like I said not to be, you know, I'm trying to be vague, obviously, but there's certain phrases these characters say, and she includes those in just like little places, and it's just like mm-hmm. nice little nods that like she's respecting the lore and stuff, which is really cool. Sure. Um, now I'm gonna let you talk about this more, but one thing I wanted to hit on is that it really showed me some very interesting new details about Naboo and their poli- political standings and things of that nature and how they operate. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, one of, one of the things is why she has her handmaidens and what their purpose are. That was something new I didn't yeah. know about. And the last thing, um, I want to say what was, uh, sorry, I'm trying to read here my notes. <laughs> um, oh, and, and it kind of plays on to the mature writing is that she, she f- kind of flirts or hints with ideas. Um, I, I can't really explain what I mean too much without exposing some of the characters. So I don't want to do that, but she never comes out and, and, and just explicitly like, Oh, you're just a dumb kid. You don't know what you're talking. You know, you don't know anything about stars. So I'm going to explain all of this to you. She hints to st- pieces of star Wars lore and it just expects you to know that. And to me as a, a big star Wars fan, that's actually, it feels good because you're like, Oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. She's not coming right. right out and saying X, Y, and Z. But it was really nice to know that. So yeah. that's the biggest things for me. So um, I do have some questions to go back and forth. But Drew, do you want to just go over some basic things that you really liked and things of like that? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know anything about Queen's Pearl, it's a story of how Padme becomes Queen of Naboo. That's mm-hmm. that is the main spoiler alert. Okay. That's the main like <laughs> <laughs> that like the focus of the story, and um, it's a very I will say it's a very uh, feminine focused book. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's clearly written for a young adult female right um and i related to that very closely <laughs> <laughs> so um you'll find it very quickly there's there's a couple different like scenarios in the book that are talking about very female um things and issues <laughs> that's that's how i will, I will word it that that were a little uh uh, it was moments like that that I was like, "Wow, this is definitely not for a, a, a this boy." This is definitely you know, meant uh, for females, but it's a prequel to Queen's Shadow. Um, this novel takes place in the year thirty-two BBY, so not long before the Phantom Menace. And um, while the focus is on Padme and how she becomes queen, it's also heavily focused on her handmaidens mm-hmm. and their relationships, and especially um, Sabe, mm-hmm. which we know is uh, a pretty important character oh, yeah. as we go past um, even this and Queen's Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, what I was not expecting was how this story ends up being much more than just a prequel to Queen's Shadow. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. What is very interesting about this is and this is why I wanted to let people know that I don't want to know anything at all they, to, to, to go on because <laughs> right. I am revealing a little bit, but it's not like necessarily spoilers for the story. But this this novel ends up being also a prequel to The Phantom Menace. Like, yeah. It is not just a story about Padme becoming queen, but it is clearly a prequel to The Phantom Menace in, yeah. in many different ways and how things are moving along in the story. And so... But not only does it lead into the movie, but eventually overlaps and starts to show things from new perspectives. Yeah. And so that was so surprising to me. It completely caught me off guard. I didn't expect it. And, and so like it starts to like, you'll, for example, a scene in the movie, uh, where like, let's say, um, I can't remember the line, but like one thing, Obi-Wan's talking and it's, it's, it's literally line he says in the movie Mm -hmm. and and then he walks away and where that scene ends in the movie in the book, it continues on. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of just see some extra, some extra, um, stuff, some filler. Yeah. And so I didn't know he was going to mention Obi-Wan or I was going to say something about Obi-Wan, but <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you kind of have to expect it, I guess, yeah. but I mean, I'm not, listen, I, I want people to read this book 
And the only way people are going to read this book is if they know this stuff, because had it, had it not been for like what I, what I'm doing with the podcast and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would have read this book. Okay. Well, you know what? Then if you're going to say that, then I got something I got to say then. Okay. Because we get to see the, uh, the interaction to some extent between Padme and Palpatine. And so in a very generic way, I would say that we get, we obviously yeah. already know that Palpatine is Sidious, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what's really cool about this book that I was not expecting is that sometimes it shows Palpatine in the book and it's Palpatine and as Sheev, you know, as the, as the yeah. senator. And sometimes, flip of the switch, next time we see Palpatine, it's actually Sidious. I think that's a little more spoilery than what I said. No, <laughs> I don't think so. That's not spoiler because because it's just obvious. It just makes sense. <laughs> I don't think that's as obvious, but... Uh, well, you know, we do get, we do get Palpatine and Padme and, uh, Queen Shadow as well. And so I do think them having interaction is, is not necessarily surprising, but yeah. then, but, but having perspective from, from, uh, Sidious is maybe a little more surprising, but anyways, yeah. I don't think so, but, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so, but what's cool is you mostly read this book from Padme's perspective, of course, yeah, a lot of sure. it, but what is really neat is it ends up getting into the heads of like around at least 10 other people that, and so you read from around like 10 other people's perspective and some of those are really neat and really cool surprises yeah, that again, sure. you just don't expect. All right. And I'm not going to go into every single name or anything, but yeah, I got a couple questions for you here. Okay. So, uh, so overall, what is your overall thoughts and opinion of the book? Having read it coming in with pre expectations and, and things of like that, how has your expectations changed and what is your overall thoughts on the book? So as I said, I, I think this is a, is absolutely a female, um, driven book they wrote this book with with young adult females in mind and and so i came into this book expecting that expecting mm -hmm. um it to be that however what surprised me and and took it to the next level for me was was all this additions the 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 different perspectives the kind of being a prequel to the phantom menace mm -hmm. and then um and then just all of the additions to the lore yeah. um, and canon of Star Wars is kind of what brought it to the next level for me. And so um, I was actually ended up being quite pleased. Yeah, with the for story. sure. Okay, cool. So next question. How has this book changed your view of Padme oh, as, mm. as a character or has it? I, I don't think it's changed my view on Padme at all. Um, I feel like Padme is um, a pretty yes. strong character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you kept uh, going. So, <laughs> so she's a strong character. And, um, and very much like her mother. Yeah. And I think, um, everything that you already know and feel about Padme doesn't really change here. It only just, um, kind just compounds, you yeah, know. kind yeah. of just strengthens. So that. now, I mean, on, on the corresponding thing, how ha it has, has, or how has your opinion or viewpoint changed on any of the supporting characters, like such as the handmaiden, Panaka, any of these characters? Again, not by a lot. And okay. the reason for that is because I kind of gathered a lot of this, a lot of their relationship and even with Panaka and stuff through um, mm -hmm. Queen Shadow. Ah, okay. Now, gotcha. reading this, so see like how you talked about the handmaidens and stuff and it kind of being surprising to you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me only because I had already read Queen Shadow and they yeah. already kind of brought that to your attention and brought how they work and yeah. how they do things. And so that's what's interesting about about this one coming out later mm -hmm. because I mean, it makes total sense to actually read Queen's Peril first yeah, and then read yeah, Queen Shadow. Sure. Well, I know for me, Sabe um, reading about her and stuff like that, you know, seeing her backstory, like I said, it gives you some brevity to that character. Like mm -hmm. you just see her in, in Phantom Menace and, and so on as just this throwaway character, but it really gives her some flesh and bones here. And, um, yeah. And really, you know, it explains as to how she's alike and how she's different from Padme, how they gel and don't gel. And I don't know. I thought it was really cool on that. Well, on and you look opinion. at Queen Shadow, 
And I'm not going to necessarily say any spoilers, but Queen Shadow, um, some of the things that happen in Queen Shadow actually impact the current Darth Vader comic. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, they're serious about these, about the canon of these young adult novels and how they interconnect with other things. And so, like, mm-hmm. um, if, if I were... If, if I were to suggest anything, I would watch, or not watch, sorry, but read uh, Queen's Peril, mm-hmm. Queen's Shadow, and then you m- might want to jump into the, the most recent Darth Vader comic. Mm, yeah, that would be For those of you that would be would be interested. That's yeah. how I would suggest that you do it. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, basically, I, I had another question, but it's kind of, I pretty much know your answer on this, but basically I was going to say, and how, lastly, how is your... How has the book changed your view of Star Wars and its universe as a whole? I mean, if if the characters weren't ex, you know explosionarily different to you, I'm sure it didn't change the Star Wars universe too much to you. I I wouldn't say it changed it very much, but I do, I do appreciate just the little things that it adds to um to the the prequel or to the Phantom Menace. Right. I mean, if you were to to read this. Um, you just get little tiny things here and there that just add to it mm-hmm. and seeing like the trade federation kind of kind of starting before it starts in the phantom menace you know what sure. i mean yeah. little things like that that are kind of neat and again <clears throat> you just kind of see like um since i guess since we already talked about palpatine i can say this but you kind of see like uh you see his plan being put together in this yeah um and seeing like what his intentions are and uh, there's there's one line he says in this to Padme that's very very good, I really like it. I'm not gonna talk about it yet. Here in the future, once this has been out for a little bit, we'll kind of we can of course kind of bring up some of these things and yeah. Uh, but there's there's one line there that he says that I just it, it put a smile on my face because uh, yeah. it's just like okay okay yeah, I see it but, I see um, it yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's any huge <laughs> like yeah. eye openers. But it's a worthy addition to the Star Wars lore for sure. sure. And as far as if you have ever had any interest in Padme, mm-hmm. um, this is absolutely the series to go to. And I'd also add, you know, like I said, I've only about halfway through the book, but I would say even if you don't even, you know, you're not super crazy about Padme, but you want to know more about Star Wars just culture, you know, and 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 like Naboo for different, for instance, you really get to deep dive into Naboo's culture, Naboo's government yeah. mm-hmm. structure, and that doesn't sound pretty cool, <laughs> just saying it like that. But it really yeah. was. It was interesting to see how how it was structured. Like I'm not going to explain it because you know some of it may be surprised to somebody, so I'm not going to say it. But how their government was structured and how they chose a queen was very interesting to me. Right. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And so again, this is her becoming queen. If anyone else, if anyone's interested, if you then go into Queen's um, shadow, it's about her transitioning from queen to senator. Yeah. And again, that's a very interesting thing. But I will say, that Queen's peril ended up being. A much better book, in my opinion, than Queen's Shadow. Really? Yeah. Overall, I would say Queen's Peril was a lot more interesting. I feel like Queen's Shadow very mu- was very very focused uh, with with young women in mind, which again isn't sure. a problem. I, I think that's that they're so trying to get for, that. Of it's, they're targeting yeah. that audience, trying to get you know that 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 age group and. Uh, yeah. excited about Star Wars and there's of course nothing wrong with that but um, but this one I feel like she took still did that still focused on them right. but added in a little extra for someone like me uh, who is just a 26 year old male um, <laughs> but it's like she wanted to kind of make it a little bit bigger audience this time around and I really appreciated that and yeah. enjoyed what she added this yeah. time around so all right cool well that is going to probably conclude our review for the day and for our podcast. Just know that we actually have two more of these coming right off the bat, and, and we don't know that more may be added. Um, but we do have two more book reviews that's going to come yeah. up on, on future books, not super soon. I'm, uh, I think they're. I think we'll be doing both of those in August. Yeah. So it, you know, but just know that they are coming. We do have two more books on slate, um, and like I said, and we're trying to get Del Rey stuff, of course. Um, yeah, that's so. still that's still in the works. Um, so who 
knows? Maybe. Not exactly sure what's going to happen there, but yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. But hey, if you guys want to hear more of this kind of stuff, uh, new book release reviews and things of that nature, of course, continue to uh, interact with us, follow us, like yeah. us, share us. Because um, the more we grow, the more we're going to be able to do, of course. Right. Um, so, but with that being said, we want to thank everybody. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, I just wanted to say again, a big thank you to Disney Publishing. Yes. For yes, allowing yes, yes. us to receive a review copy yes. to be able to do this. So. Absolutely. But like I said, with that being said, we want to thank everybody so much for the continued support towards this podcast. And uh, we absolutely look forward to hearing from you, however you interact with us. Um, so please like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. And also follow us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, of course, leave us a review. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys what you think, what you like, don't like, and so on and so forth. But thank you for listening and join us next week for episode 20. Oh, wow. Man. The two, oh, this is so pretty crazy. It's insane. We well, guys, thank you for listening. Um, last but not least, may the force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Mm-hmm.